911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined with Detective Walton, and I am giggling because this is the second time we're recording this, and I just said the word how in the most unusual way. I have no idea what just came out of my mouth, but hello, and in today's episode, I thought we could talk about how to find what you are missing, in particular, the gap that you might have in your life right now. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. I am always going through some kind of training, and in this past week, every day when Clint has gotten home, I haven't been able to see him much because I have been in a training, and it was pretty rigorous because it was twice a day. I had one-hour meetings twice a day for an entire week, and one thing that was different about this training was the person who was facilitating it, she kept asking everybody what their gap was. She said that she doesn't care what's going great in business. She wants to know where the gap is in any particular element of our business. And I thought that it was important to bring this forward and understanding how we can apply this to our own lives because a lot of things are going amazing in our world, but there's also so many things that are not. And a lot of the times it's because there's a missing piece in our life. And Clint, I want to call you out for a second because you work, for anybody who's not familiar, in the ICAC unit. So you work with Internet Crimes Against Children. And one thing that's very unique about you is that you have a very candid way about not being able to bring your work home with you. And a lot of the stressors that I see with my clients in our Facebook group and people that reach out to me on a daily basis is that they're struggling because there's a gap in their life And a lot of the times they don't even realize it. So for you, Clint, what do you think is the reason why it is so easy for you to be able to disconnect from work and to come home and to actually have balance in your life versus the countless people that struggle in that aspect? I, you know, and we've talked about this before, Ashley and I, and and a lot of it has to do with your support system at home. Um, I'm able to have a drive home that takes on average 45 minutes to an hour and it's more of an excitement to come home to be with Ashley than it is anything else. And there's always stressors associated to work, whether it's the caseload that I have and and it's never ending and, and all that the hardships associated with that is always kind of it's in the back of your mind but it's how you it's that that old saying it's not how you fall it's how you get back up from it and when i come home i reformat my whole way of thinking of not getting away from that work mindset of what i have to do still or what's still on my plate what I need to focus on for the next day because I can't control what I'm going to do or what's going to happen the next day. All I can control is what's going on right now in this moment. Yeah. And as you're talking, I'm going through some of the conversations that I've had in my mind with so many people and you don't realize it, but there's a lot of gaps that actually exist in the very process that you just discussed 
when it comes to many, many people. And one of the first things is a strategy in place for being able to actually decompress before you hit that front door every day. I know Clint, he'll catch up on his phone calls with loved ones, people that he cares about on his drive home, or he'll listen to an audio book, or he'll listen to music. And that's the first wave of being able to cue your mind into being home and to not be at work anymore. If he was on his drive home, and I know a lot of people are guilty of this, and he was still talking to people at work or you know, taking on more workload as he's driving home, there would be no disconnect there, no allowance to be able to actually find a way to mentally start to disconnect on your drive home. And I think that's the, the very, very first step, a gap that I think a lot of people are missing. And I think gap number two is I know from personal experience and more conversations that I've had with people is our drive home, I mean, Clint's drive home, our conversation is number one, incredibly short. (laughs) Hey, I'm on my way home. It'll take me 45 minutes. That's my ETA until I get there. And that's about it. Unless there's something of primal importance, we don't shop talk. I don't catch up on my day in that moment. He doesn't catch up on his. And the reason why is because, again, that doesn't allow for any type of disconnect to start to take place. So that's also another gap that I see, which I think is an incredibly unhealthy habitual problem that a lot of people who are in relationships with the first responder have. Now, when do you do that? I'll I'll get to that in a second. But another gap that I see that a lot of people have is they don't necessarily have any kind of support system. You might be married to somebody. You might have a spouse. But is that individual your outlet? And we've talked about this before. There is a certain mindset to where it is allowable for that type of decompression to take place for you to be able to this awful, disgusting thing happened, Ashley. And, you know, Clint and I have that kind of relationship. But again, I'm that kind of person because these are the things that I hear and I listen to every single day from people who aren't Clint. And there are people who are in a relationship with somebody to where it perhaps is too uncomfortable to share those types of things with your spouse, and I understand that. But if you're not going to have your spouse, for whatever reason, as a a pressure release valve, there has to be someone in your life for you to be able to vent the shit, to let go of everything and to be able to express all of the the awful things that you might go through on a day-to-day basis that are normal to you, but might not necessarily be normal in terms of generalization. So there has to be somebody in your world that exists to be able to have that with. And if at the very start, all you're doing is you're journaling down those thoughts every day, I think that is a a perfect step number one. So there's another gap. Now, when Clint gets home from work, that's typically when we'll have, and it's probably about a five to 10 minute session of we kind of word vomit to each other, like these are the things from the day. And then that's done. So that's another gap that many people have in their lives that doesn't exist. And it can create a a massive problem. Number one, because there's no check-in with each other. And number two, because there isn't any kind of connection between the two of you when it comes to sharing your lives during those times when you were distant from each other for so long. Yeah, and it's it's important, and like Ashley said, it's you you need to have that person to where you can unload on, and even after that point, like in my own mindset, like I have a routine when I come home. This is typically what goes on. Like I go take a shower, and it, that it gives you even more time to decompress from just the world in the day. In my mindset, I'm almost washing 
work off of me to come back into my own home life to experience home and not have to bring in that work world. And and someone once told to me, like, they take 30 minutes, they come home from work, they take 30 minutes to do just whatever it is that they want to do before they turn into family life. And that's something I'm like, really analyzing and looking at. And I kind of do the same thing when it comes, I come home, we greet each other, we, we take that five, 10 minutes, talk about our days. And then I take a shower and then I come back out and then it's just like, okay, what do we have to do now? And how do we progress further for our home life compared to work life? Yeah. And we've talked a lot about strategy in recent episodes. And I know that it's so easy to want to share the bad shit that goes on. You know, there's a problem with the toilet downstairs or the dog is sick or whatever the things are. But I would encourage you as you listen to this to keep a list of those vital things that come up in your mind throughout the day and to set a structure in place to where you have that 5, 10, make it a 30 minute, whatever the, the, the rubric is that works for you and your spouse. And then to communicate all of that stuff at that particular moment. But to most importantly, have that expectation set up to where if there are like the bad things that we need to talk about, we're not going to share it throughout our days. Because number one, usually if it's something that isn't vital, there's nothing that can be done about it in that moment anyways. Number two, it's going to preoccupy yours or their mind while they're going about their day and doing things that really they should be focusing their time and attention on anyways. And number three, if you have that time and structure set place set in place as a priority, maybe you do that once a day or once every other day or whatever works for you, then it allows you to know like any of the crap stuff or any of the new like to-do list that we need to start to create together, we're going to do it at that time. And we're not going to burden our, ourselves and our day and our routines by just plugging that shit in because we feel like we need to in that moment because it's not that important. <laughs> and, and it's... A- it takes such a weight off of you when you know you have this decompression method when you come home and you're not worried about what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day or what you have to do. And and it just takes that whole stressor off of you. No matter what, it's going to be there. And, and something that I always put in my mind is if I were to stop doing this tomorrow, what would happen to whatever you're doing? Someone else would easily get plugged in there. It might be a learning curve, but they're going to be able to do it just as good, if not better than you can. And you're always replaceable. All you can do is step in and show how irreplaceable you are in those moments, but not live to keep yourself down. Yeah, that is excellent advice. So if you've gotten any value out of today's episode, please do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below, and know that we are sending you a long, tight hug from our home to yours.